what is up coming to you live from the jungle the home of our little tiger it's time for another episode of dre's geek philosophy podcast episode 269 it is march 14th it's pie day of 2022 and yes we had pizza we chose our form of pie in pizza tonight for to celebrate this pie day what is going on my friends if you are watching this live on the west coast it is currently 10:23 in the post meridian it took a lot of time to get tiger to sleep because of course it wouldn't be the most monday of all mondays it is the monday after spring forward we are currently in daylight savings time I have no problem with the actual saving of daylight, but I really, really fucking hate changing the time back and forth. Especially, I, I feel like I come on here every Monday after the time change, jump on my soapbox here and complain about the time change. Spring forward is an abomination. Which has only been accelerated now that I'm a dad. At least before I'd have a, a Sunday where I'd be waking up late and having lunch instead of breakfast. But now, it's, oh, we think it's 6, oh, 7.30. No, our brains think it's 6.30. It's actually 7.30. We have to get up. Get Rosa to work, get Tiger to daycare, I gotta boomerang back, whip up some breakfast, and then follow back over to work to make sure myself and Rosa have food before we begin our work day. And having all that happen while my brain, yeah, daylight saving time needs to just end. They just need to pick one and stop changing the fucking time. And yes, I'm whispering because both Mama Bear and Tiger are asleep. We are all trashed because, yeah, last night I went to bed 1 a.m. new time, which was midnight old time, and then was woken up at six uh, 7.30 new time, which is actually 6.30 old time, and my brain is just frazzled even with the power of coffee. I've had a persistent headache the entire day just from this whole rigmarole. But I stayed up late for a good reason last night, because I stayed up to watch the second episode of Winning Time. Uh, if you're not watching this show on HBO Max, or I think they show it on regular-ass HBO. Yeah, yeah thanks James, for uh, James Gian, who is live with us. You know, Standard Time, the rest of the world. I, I looked it up. The only parts of the world that still do this daylight saving bullshit is what uh most of north america i think all the uh, the populated areas of canada 48 out of 50 states i think uh, mexico and then two countries in south america that that, that covers uh, the the western hemisphere and the eastern hemisphere it's pretty much just europe iran and uh, uh southeast australia and new zealand that's it. Africa's like, fuck this shit. Most of Asia's like, y'all stupid. Why do you keep changing the clock? 
and most of of uh, Latin America is like we don't we can't speak for those other two countries. They 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 crazy. It, it's yeah. It, I don't like my time being disturbed. It, it should be nine thirty right now, but it's technically ten thirty. And yeah, my wife doesn't believe it, and she's gonna listen to this later. She doesn't believe that the, it affects things that much. It's like it's fine. You just move an hour. You still you set your alarm, Mike. The alarm doesn't care. My brain does. The the, the great example was this morning. Our our son being woken up at six thirty uh, at seven thirty, and his little toddler brain thinks it's earlier and he is just he was cranky pants the entire morning he was like what's going on why are we upper like normally he wakes us up but this time it was us fighting our alarms and waking up forcing ourselves out of bed and going all right little dude get up we gotta get out of here We gotta get you up, gotta get you changed, gotta get you fed. Gotta get mommy some coffee and get everybody out of the house. We gotta get you changed. Go, go, go. And he's just like, ah, ah. He sat on the couch and ate his. Normally he eats his breakfast over here at the in the dining room, but now he sat at the couch. He watched his new, his new favorite YouTube show, Super Wings. Uh, we, we've been finding a bunch of other. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say we. Rosa being the awesome mom that she is has found other shows for Tiger to watch on YouTube uh, uh, aside from the PBS kids stuff we they've been watching Leo the truck which is of unknown origin I suspect it's from somewhere in Russia <laughs> but I think that's just the uh, people being weird about it it has no real point of origin but it's very cute YouTube videos are teaching my son how to build things and then the this other one that he's beginning to is called Super Wings. It's, it's a transforming jets, which uh, I, anyone who knows me is like, oh, I approve of things that transform. That's the the, the Dres Ronta stamp of if Tiger is getting into things that transform, that is only feeding into the master plan. Yes, when I when I unleash upon him a legion of transformers, <laughs> once he has reached. A certain age. I'm digging up the cases of Transformers I have in storage. I'm like, yes, son. <laughs> now it is time for you to learn how to transform. <laughs> You're going to take all these robots and turn them into cars or jets or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> Dad has been. Dad was saving these for himself, but he didn't know he was saving them for you. <laughs> Value? I don't give it. The. The only value these things have right now is amusing my son. I don't care about the the, the value. Uh, unless by some miracle one of them is worth a few thousand dollars. And okay, then we'll cash that one out and use it for his college fund. But for the most part, I, 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 got, I got several of the 2000-2001 robots in disguise. They're already opened. I don't know if they're still CIB, whatever the fuck these collectors rattle on about but yeah speaking of transformers up here i i missed uh that job botcon was happening this past weekend up in burbank and i i think i had seen our good friend sean t hormuggle post about it 
a few weeks ago, but I, I didn't plan around it. And consider, considering the price of gas, uh, I, I don't think I was willing to make that road trip up to, to Burbank. <laughs> That would have been several gallons of gas, which is right now a premium item. That way, if anyone listens to this, you know, 20 years in the future, yeah, gas was really fucking expensive right now. I don't know if it stays that way 20 years from now, but currently we're close to six bucks a gallon. I don't know if the revolution will happen between now and then, but that's what Rosa keeps asking me. What's it going to take for gas prices to go down? I'm like, a revolution? I mean, the, the, the most realistic thing we can do is just not drive for about two weeks to about a month, and that would force the uh, the, 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 the gas company, uh, the, the gasoline companies and the oil companies to, to drop their prices. If no one's buying it, then it'd be like, no, fuck, no, no, every day we don't buy gas. That, that that would be the only way to hurt them and force them to bring their price back down. But in order to have something like that happen, it'd be nothing short of a miracle. Or the start of a pandemic. Which is what, what, my, what my wife said. It's like, oh, so like the start of a pandemic? When no one was driving, everyone was locked in their house? I'm like, well, yeah, when everybody followed along for a few weeks, yeah. <laughs> when there was hardly anyone on the road, but... Yeah, this gas price thing is nuts, but yeah, BotCon happened, it was awesome, I, I got to see a, a lot of photos that our, our, our buddy Sean T. Hornbuckle posted, he got to meet the, uh, so many of the original voice actors that not only worked on Transformers, but worked on other stuff like uh, G.I. Joe, uh, there, there was a lot of overlap back then, I'm, uh, I presume it was the same uh, uh, voice director, just casting a lot of these... Same actors. Sorry about that. I have to make a timestamp and go fix that. It to literal exactly ten minutes. I might not fix it. I might not remember. But yeah, Botcon happened this past weekend. But I think I, I, I don't. <laughs> this weekend was such a blur. All I remember is at some point we we took Tiger to go visit Grandma because he he hadn't seen Grandma since Christmas. And that was a good time, going to see my mom, taking the little dude. Uh, we managed that that trip over the over the hill to to South El Monte to go see my mom's, and and, and it, it's funny every time she sees the dude, he's just faster, stronger, and smarter, <laughs> and it's, it just astounds my mom that he he grows so quickly. Yeah, he, he we 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 he has a he has a like a rolling car a, a a riding car there and we we took it out and we we went to the park nearby and it's so because he he very rarely gets to ride these little cars so I was like all right cool we're at the park you want to jump on the slide he's like no drive I'm like all right I'm just driving him around the park over and over and he's just having a good ass time he's honking his little horn I'm like hey uh, you you want to go again the slide drive <laughs> oh okay this is gonna be a purely driving trip me say my my ankles and, and legs were barking yesterday pushing around <laughs> this, this, this big man of mine <laughs> It it was fun. He he had a good time, and then, then we we went to the library. Went to the library twice this past weekend, 
uh, took that a little, he loves going to the library, but he doesn't necessarily go to read. He goes to play because of the modern libraries. I don't know if y'all ever go to your local library. Man, they have a kid section. They got toys. They, they got everything all set up for them. They have little, they have little uh, hide and seek. Like we, we found, uh, there's a bunch of Where's Waldos throughout the kid section. We found them all, and they gave them a toy to take home. And man, like I knew, I mean, like 20 years ago when I when I used to frequent libraries, uh, I, I would find some uh, graphic novels there, but they usually would have like old stuff. Like so, like the year 2000, they'd usually have old graphic novels from the mid 80s to late late 80s. And I'm like, okay, they, there's nothing modern. But uh, <laughs> there's a the, the 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 current library. Man, they got everything from the last few years. They have nothing from like 10 years ago. <laughs> everything is from like 2012 going forward, or even even newer than. That. I was looking at all the whatever Marvel. Uh, graphic novels they had. I'm like, they have nothing from when I when I was actually reading Marvel, you know, eight or nine years ago. <laughs> it's all very recent stuff. The, the, the lone exception was I found a Hawkeye from ten years ago when I was working, or, or actually nine years ago when I was working at a at Disney. I, they had a the, the first Hawkeye trade pack, and they, honestly, they probably only had that because of its a uh, it was the spiritual uh, source material for this the, that recent Hawkeye show that came out. On Disney Plus, but uh, I was very astounded. I, I I grabbed a couple of books. I don't know if they were within arm's reach, so I can show the viewers on video. And remember, you can if you are listening to this, there is a video version available on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash dragp podcast. Let me see. It's not if, see because of the camera, it's going to be all backwards. So Hawkeye, my life is a weapon. There's a they used a lot of material from this for the. Um, for the for that Disney Plus show, and then this one to see. This one's gonna be even harder to see. We got Batman: Curse of the White Knight. This was really awesome. I was discussing this one via text with a good old Pete Malini, former co-host of this show. We still keep in touch about nerdy stuff. As a he's the one who turned me on to the 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 first one, uh, the Batman: White Knight. And it turns out that the, the guy who wrote uh, this book, both the first one, he wrote and, and, and drew it. I think he did. I think he did both. He was the artist and the writer. He he has no um, knowledge of comic book continuity. All the information that he knows in regards to Batman is purely from the movies and uh, the the that uh, the animated series or whatever Batman in media <laughs> not necessarily comic books which uh, I, the joke I made to Pete was I think 20 year old Dre would have hated these books but 40 something year old Dre actually is much more mellowed out and I, I enjoyed these books it, 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 it's funny because you see him mixing elements uh, there's a lot of it, like Batman 89 is like a heavy influence on this a little, little bit of Dark Knight you know Chris Nolan uh, there's a lot of animated series there's a lot of like it's a mishmash of all those th- all those things it's uh, somebody uh, put you know a bunch of monkeys in a room and just only pumped in <laughs> the Batman shows and then they came up with the script it's like oh if you leave a million monkeys in a room they'll write Shakespeare you know <laughs> 
This is like a dozen monkeys watching every Batman show that was ever made. <laughs> and they made this. But this is actually, I, I, I say that all in jest. But it's actually very entertaining. Uh, but, but Pete has told me, yes, there, there are some hardcore Batman fans who do not like this book. But apparently they, they hate my one of my other more recent favorite writers even more, Tom King, the one who, who, who almost got uh, Batman and Catwoman hitched. Apparently, a lot of uh, Batman, of the the hard hardcore Batman fiends, are very unhappy with him for making Batman such a, a social justice warrior. Because <laughs> oh, he 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 depends on on uh, Catwoman. I, I I have not gone to the movie theater to watch the Batman. Uh, I will be watching it in however many days, whenever it shows up on HBO Max. I, I have not seen it yet. I've I've heard everybody talk about it, and. Uh, I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh, there there seems to be uh, a semi universal praise from every nerd I know for this. Although I but I do see all all the jokes and the memes of like, wow these these Batman movies are getting so dark they're just gonna show a black screen for the next one. <laughs> That's how dark these Batman movies just keep progressively getting. <laughs> I, I saw this meme. It was like Batman sixty six, very bright. Batman eighty nine. All right, getting a little darker. <laughs> Batman begins darker, harder to see him. <laughs> and then it shows uh, Zack Snyder Batman super dark. <laughs> and then this current new Batman almost impossible to see. And then like twenty twenty nine. Black screen. That'll be the next Batman movie. Just you're just gonna hear whatever, whatever the next actor's voice is in in, in seven years. Where is she? I have some questions for you. No, I'm not the Batman. I'm just Batman. <laughs> no, but uh, and uh, James John, I I have not yet seen the Batman. Uh, it was 45 days from release. It's going to show up on HBO Max. I will watch it from the comfort of my own home. Last thing we went out for was was Spider-Man, and I think that comes out tomorrow on digital. I'm not sure if the Blu-ray comes out tomorrow as well. I I, I saw a friend of mine posted that he, his uh I guess as of 9 p.m. his digital version is available to watch. He can watch No Way Home from home now. That that's what's going on with the books. That's like yeah, we yeah, we had fun at the library. They have a whole bunch of uh con- recent comic books. I don't know if <laughs> of dubious quality. <laughs> the other thing I saw uh was uh I saw they had a bunch of the, the Star Wars uh comic book, the Marvel Star Wars comic books, all the recent stuff. So like I'm gonna check out all the Darth Vader comic books and see how those are. Uh, Jai Potter says it's so good. Well, I, I will be the judge of that. We, we'll, we'll see how I feel. If I'm entertained, then good. If if, if it's just more mopiness, and I, I think the the only honestly the only complaint I've seen is that it's so long, and uh, that that that'll be a challenge with a toddler because we can't put that on around him. Can't be sitting there with. That creepy ass Riddler. Ooh, he looks. 
looks very unappealing. I think I guess that's the point. Yes, Jai, since you, 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 by whatever dubious means, the people who purchased No Way Home have access to it, apparently, according to uh, uh, my friend's Instagram story. He was showing that his, his download is ready to, to, to download now. So, yeah, I'm sure if you give it an extra 15 minutes, wherever you acquire or you li- what's the phrase we used to use we used to liberate things <laughs> man so one one of my uh, what can I how can I how can I protect this friend uh, a friend of mine let me know through uh, through uh, he, he, he messaged me today to tell me some insider information about the rep world I, I, I cannot reveal my source, but a friend of mine revealed to me that, um, so in, in, in case you, you've never listened to any of my show in the last five plus years, I used to be a rep for Nintendo. Oh my God. Fucking shocker. Um, but today I discovered, uh, all the, cause so Obviously, you know the th- the big three companies: uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. The, uh, back back in the days, uh, the, everyone would have reps. You know, I, I was rep for Nintendo, and I had friends who were Microsoft reps, and I had friends who were uh, Sony reps. And uh, it was probably like 2012, where Microsoft kind of offloaded their rep to like. A third-party company to handle that business. So, 2012 or 2013, they offloaded theirs, and Nintendo still maintains theirs. But apparently, today, I found out that Sony basically fired their entire rep division, and that that was a, a great big shock to me. I, I I think I still know a few people. I think I still know a few people who are still out there reps. I mean the. The guy who was a rep at the same time as me, he was the supervisor when I when I tried to interview, what, five years ago, where, where his boss thought I was too cocky to be a Sony rep. But all, all, all of them, apparently, I, I reached out to another unnamed source who could get me some more insight, someone who used to work for for Sony. That, that person no longer works there, but, but that person keeps in touch with people through social media and I, I reached out to this person I'm like hey uh, anonymous source <laughs> did you hear about any of this and this person was like oh hell yeah <laughs> she's like my, my, my social media timeline is blowing up uh, yeah they, they just uh, it was out of the blue uh, my, my first source was telling me oh yeah because he he, he he had seen a Sony rep still out and uh, they, they had been papering everything with a uh, horizon forbidden west uh, signage everywhere and then all of a sudden today they all probably they all probably got on a conference call and we're told ah, guess what y'all y'all terminated uh, uh, I guess uh, I believe they they all got severance uh, at least Sony is slightly professional in, in that way but um, uh, 
the source number one said that nobody saw it coming, and then source number two said that Sony hadn't sent out the reps, I guess, for a while, <laughs> or they hadn't used them. So I guess it was it was only a matter of time before it was like, oh, why are we paying these people again? So yeah, naturally, all, all the rep companies kept their reps at home from you know 2020 and part and most of 2021. But yeah, I guess Sony decided the return on investment was not worth it. I I, I speculated with uh, with one of my sources that oh maybe they're gonna shift over to one of those th- a third party company like like the one I worked for before Acosta or or premium there there there's companies that just very cheaply underpay people to go do jobs and that way they don't have to charge <laughs> these companies as much and it, it's very ideal for them like oh really we don't have to pay you th- we can get rid of all these part-time to full-time employees and just pay you a fraction of that and you'll pay someone a crappy wage to go do mediocre work sold yeah because you know i i still pop my head into the electronics department. <laughs> see, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, see, uh, James here asks, um, is this part of their digital-only campaign or, or are they outsourcing? Uh, it might be a little bit of both. Uh, I, I would imagine they can just... Because, uh, like I said, I, I still pop my head into the electronics departments. When I go shopping, you know, I, I go to Target almost every week. I, I go to... I, I pop my head into the Walmart over here on occasion and uh yeah i i i I haven't walked into a GameStop, but i don't know if there's any ps5 interactives i i know at target there's no ps5 interactive i don't think there's even like a a tv i think they just have a piece of cardboard there telling you hey we know we're fucking sold out go fuck yourselves well in so many words i'm sure they say it in a much nicer way and it's uh it's crazy because like they don't have any consoles. They're, they're selling out. So why? I'm, I, I'm sure some shitty executive said, if we have a product that sells out, why do we need people to promote it? <laughs> the, the games sell themselves. If we want people, as James here has, uh, has, has mentioned, if they want people to buy it digitally, why are we sending people out there to deal with the physical media? Uh, I can tell you from the, from the distribution side, I know PS5 and especially... Xbox Series X games struggle in sales. I mean, uh, Elden Ring has done very good because people, the 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 type of person who plays Elden Ring is is, is more <laughs> inclined to buy a physical copy than than buy a digital. Yeah, I think right now Elden Ring is like the our best selling Xbox Series X game <laughs> going right now. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's very uh. It's very troubling. Yeah, there, there's no PS5 interactives. That, that that that's one of the main purposes. I mean, you get, you, your your field reps go out there for two things: uh, promote the product and um, uh, maintain the displays. Whether it be you know an interactive display like it used to be, you know, <laughs> 15 years ago, it was all about interactivity. Yeah, you, you had Wii's and PS3s and Xbox 360s. You had uh, I mean, James, you're probably familiar, you know, the, all the freaking Guitar Hero and Rock Band and whatever, you know, in the, the social media sec or the, not, not social, the casual gaming sections when, when everything was exploding back then and 
like 2007, 2008, uh, all that shit was exploding and game sections in all stores were huge. Like, you know, uh, that, that, that was, I, I dare say that was the most mainstream gaming has been. Uh, some of you may ask, oh, Dre, isn't gaming mainstream now? I, I think it's kind of um, receded in, in, in public consciousness because at, at that point, you know, between the three systems, there was a lot of people who were not gamers who were playing a lot of games, whether it be, you know, Guitar Hero or Rock Band or playing on Wii or playing on Kinect or playing on, you know, some social game or some... Ca- some some casual game casual gaming was big you know play just dance just dance is still big but uh i i think now it's just um just looking at the retail space so how much space is dedicated to buying video games is it's 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 shrinking and, and and many will say oh it's because it's digital only uh, everyone's just buying digital games. Uh, if people were only buying digital games, I would not have a job right now. Let me tell you that. that there, there's definitely a bigger percentage. Uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> I definitely think my son's generation, when, when, it, when, when, when Ty becomes of age, I think that generation might be the one... That's like, who needs physical? Digital only. I think going forward, I mean, I think maybe 15 years from now, conservatively. That's my. That's where it might be 50-50. Uh, but as, as I've campaigned here many times, digital only is not viable for multiple reasons. The, the 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 incompetence of consumers being number one, and then the availability of broadband internet being number two, and then the the, the number three that no one talks about is licensing and access to games. Uh, we we we're, people I don't know. They, I feel like there's been a, a pushback from a small percentage where they realize that buying digital only. Like you're just renting something that's gonna just go away when the servers die. It's not like I, I was discussing this with with my first source who tipped me off to this. Uh, like last week when uh, there was a uh, Sony had their state of play. I think the the most exciting thing I saw from that was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection, which is a collection of of all the um. All the game, all the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, and, you know, back when games just had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I think that that was the thing I was trying to get to, where it's like, no, like they're trying to make things that you can't own. <laughs> yeah, right, Jai, right here, saying they're trying to make it so you can't own it, but they want you to pay full price and they want you to keep buying stuff. It's like I, I I'm guilty. I I I play Destiny. Uh, they, uh, I'm sure that the the siren calls like Dre. The new season's out. You got to give us your ten dollars, or else you're gonna fall behind your friends. And at some point, yes, I will give in and give them the ten dollars, so I don't fall behind my friends. But that that's that's what they want to do. I had to explain this to one of my managers today. It's like it's uh, 
<laughs> because I, I was having an argument with two of the bosses today about the, the people grading games. I'm like, all right, they're grading, uh, they're grading modern games. The people, there's people, there's collectors literally buying entire cases of like, oh, someone bought an entire case of Elden Ring because they're gonna grade them all. And my, my gut reactions, like it's like the fucking comic book industry in the 90s all fucking over again. And they're like, oh, what, the, what are you talking about? And, then, and so naturally I got angry. And I was like, oh, cause this is what people did in the fucking 90s. You know, all these old books from the 50s and the 60s were, were gaining value. And, uh, and people thought, oh, if I buy comic books now... And I save them. They're going to be worth so much money 20, 30 years from now. Which is not the case. Because everyone from the fucking 90s saved their fucking comics. That was, that was the point in time when the most comic books were ever printed. And shit. There. Hell, there's comic books right now that might be worth more <laughs> in 30 to 40 years. Because right now, comic books are, are very low print runs. And people are not keeping these. <laughs> A little bunch of these are being returned to the publishers to be shredded, and that's where some of these might gain value. They're not you're not going to get yourself a uh, get get yourself that from a, a get yourself a retirement from Action Comics number one from today. Oh, see, oh, there you go. Daniel felt the uh, <laughs> Daniel felt the sting of 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 uh, of digital. The Chronic and Doggy Style were yanked from streaming services today. What the fuck? And Daniel, well, you have the CDs, but no CD player. <laughs> well, if, oh, well, Daniel, I think if you have a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4 somewhere in the house, I, I think you're okay. You can pop your CD in there. <laughs> or, or if you have some sort of Blu-ray player, I think those things still read CDs. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I think... I, I'm trying to think. I, I know... Uh, one of my brothers-in-law got my wife a CD a couple years ago, and I think I had to hook up the 360 so she could listen to it. <laughs> I'm not sure if the PS4 plays CDs now. I'm like, wait, did the PS4 not play the CD? But uh, as I was saying, I, I got derailed from my train of thought because these good comments were coming up here. I, I was saying that there's, there's, there's people buying, you know, they're, they're buying these brand new games which are printed very well and they're going to they're going to they're going to go get them graded and my boss is like well if they get if they get a 10.0 that that thing's worth worth like 5 grand now or 10 grand I'm like yeah and if a bunch of people get fucking 10.0s and guess what they're not that fucking rare <laughs> it's fucking 90s comics all over again it's like but they're still going to be worse I'm like no but these <laughs> I, I think the point that my bosses are missing if a bunch of people do this then it's not going to gain the astronomical value that people are imagining it will and then that they, 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 they wouldn't I don't, sometimes my bosses they don't want to be wrong <laughs> they, I, they really hate it when, when I provide some uh, an alternate point of view like no you might, you could be wrong here <laughs> they're not going to get rich they're not going to I kept saying people in the 90s thought, okay, I'm going to put away all these Death of Superman comic books and I'm going to be able to retire. It's like, no, you put away a bunch of Death of, Death of Superman comics and guess what? They're worth maybe 15, 20 bucks now because that got printed to fucking death. <laughs> and the return of Superman, that shit ain't even worth a fucking quarter 
Because they printed that one five times as much as the freaking Death of Superman. <laughs> it's a, and my, I couldn't get my boss to understand. My mom was like, what, if you get a 10 point? I'm like, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes putting games away and saving them. And there's going to be a bunch of 10.0s. There could be a bunch of 9.9s. And then it's not going to be rare. It, that game's not going to be worth half a million dollars or whatever the fuck. It's not going to be worth $1.3 million like somebody paid for that Mario 64 that was a really high grade. That's not the point. Yeah, that Mario 64 got a high grade because most people who bought Mario fucking 64 opened that motherfucker to play it. <laughs> There's not that many sealed ones. And just the simple fact that oh, there because there's people like like this collector moron who bought thirty copies of fucking Elden Ring so he can go get them graded. That instantly it's like oh, dumbass. I I think my bosses like it because oh, uh, when somebody buys it like that, it's like oh no, you want to buy a whole case just to grade? It? Oh, we're gonna charge you a premium cost now. Like they're paying, they're probably paying above retail. <laughs> Or maybe just below retail to buy 30 copies, but with this explicit purpose. Oh, this is a very nice condition one. And it, it just made me mad. And it made me realize I, I, am, I am an old man. <laughs> I am not of this generation. Like, I, I, I don't see things the way they, 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 they should be. Like, well, my my brother was informing me yesterday. Like, oh, he's going through all of our magazines, and he's like, oh, like all the old, these old EGMs, Electronic Gaming Monthly, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna sell them. Do you want me to sell yours? I'm like, no, you're gonna sell our library. Like, we we have this library of like, I like to call it the library of gaming history. Like, between the two of us, you know, all through our lives, we each were like buying magazines. I'd get a subscription to EGM here, he'd get a subscription to GamePro, whatever, or he'd use his money to buy whatever official PlayStation magazine to get the demo disc or whatever, and our, I'd have a subscription to Game Informer. And we had this nice stockpile, like, I want to say like a couple hundred magazines spanning from like the, the mid-90s to like the 2010s. And he's telling me, like, I guess they're worth something, and he wants to sell off. Like, he's like, he, he parsed them, you know, the ones that I paid for and the ones that he paid for. I'm like, uh, I immediately was, I was, I was already mad there. I'm like, oh, so you're quantifying which ones are yours and mine to, to, to see which ones you can sell? Because <laughs> I think he, are, I think he knew my answer was going to be, no, don't sell that. What are you doing? That's it's, it's a piece of history. It, it, these are periodicals that we like. I, anytime I visit, I still enjoy them. I, these things are time capsules of the past, and even more so like, to, to get to the, the point I was saying before. That, that things are different now than they were then. Gaming journalism still exists. The the people who wrote twenty years ago still followed the rules of journalism and they were actual real journalists who went to school and learned how to be an actual journalist unlike the internet age now which I don't even know what the qualifications it is to be a journalist I have a Twitter account and 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 say things online that you're you're a journalist now 
uh, pay someone for a scoop or something like uh, to, to, to that that ilk have bad opinions about video games or have bad opinions about uh, pro wrestling oh guess what I'm a I'm an internet journalist now I get hate clicks <laughs> I say false things to get people to click on my articles or click on my Twitter profile that's not journalism. That's some. Um, this is sensate. The, the the tabloid magazine has, has gone from the from from the supermarket stand to the internet. Uh, and I and my, Rosa was like, "Why? Why are you so?" I was like, "I was telling her, I was like, I was mad because this stuff is like it's a piece of history. It, it this this doesn't exist anymore. That 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 stuff doesn't exist. Like click, thank you, Warren. Clickbait. It's all about influencer. No, like the the stuff that was written. <laughs> throwing away my next gen magazines I left in the store. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like that kind of shit. People dis. It's disrespectful to to the, to the old shit. And I was mad. Like I, I was mad at my brother and just mad in general. About, I'm like, no, that that this is history, and he was just telling me like, oh, I found a website where we can just read them. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> I don't need a phone to crack this thing. Oh, I don't need battery power or Wi-Fi to open this book and read it. <laughs> I'm not dependent on some mechanical device. All I need is my hands and my eyes to read this I, I think that's why I've always been resistant to digital comics I, I cashed in this uh, DC Infinite whatever a, a friend of mine had gotten me a subscription and after Why the Last Man ended on on, on Hulu I'm like okay I, I want to I go back and read these books I, I'm try, I was trying to read the books on my phone and it, reading a comic book on a digital device is a fucking chore it's like I, my eyesight's bad. I I need to hold the book. I need to hold it. I need to. When I, when I sat and I was sitting here and reading this, I, I I could push my face up against the pages and just look at the details, not just spreading and poking at a screen so I can read the little bubbles on my on my phone. It's it's not the it's not the same tactile experience, and that's where I I, I was very unhappy with my brother who was just gonna sell off his section of all these awesome game magazines. Again, they're, they're time capsules. Like, literally, the last time I was over there when I was recovering from my vasectomy, I was reading a bunch of these. And just it just unlocks memory. It, 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 it's like a freaking memory bank of not just... Uh, uh, of, of not just uh, freaking the, the games themselves, but like it, it unlocks... Where you were when you were reading, like where I was when I originally read this, or when I played that game way back when, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, even further back. I, 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 I think I was telling my wife, I was like, oh, I, I, I have distinct memories of like reading my EG. I, I was taking a, uh, an algebra class. At, uh, at, at ELAC during the summer because uh, uh, my uh, whatever it's a mind palace there you go like like like, like Sherlock 
it's like you, you flip it open and it's just everything comes back like stuff comes back you, you like the, our brains retain so much information we can only access so much and it's and like all through this week my wife's been saying certain things that have been triggering like old memories I'm like oh I hadn't thought about that in a while it's, it's like I I, I do str- I, I notice now as I'm getting older it's harder for me to just sift through the shit on my own sometimes it takes like a book or a conversation to like to trigger stuff like oh that's right and then that, and that's what the you know these old EGN I, I I remember where I was when I got that book got that game and and that's why I was unhappy it's like you were throwing away our memories for a few dollars so you can go buy something else you're replacing these memories with some other object that doesn't have the same tangible value, and I think, and then I think that's that's when my wife understood. That's why I was really unhappy. It's just it, the 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 thoughtlessness of it, and you know, and some might say it's like it's hoarding or whatever, but maybe that's what hoarders really suffer from. That uh, like a a real like bad hoarder suffers from. They need. Uh, all this stuff around to to remember things. Maybe maybe that that, that maybe that's a part of the the psychosis of, of, of a hoarder. They need everything. Uh, I I I I know I have that tendency because I, I remember when when I used to have a subscription to the Times. I, I liked keeping. Uh, certain front pages that way I could go back and access them. I mean, now we have the internet now, but what I'm talking about was like pre-primordial internet. I remember my mom found this pile of, you know, of of newspaper, like, covers. Because a lot of times, I, I wouldn't even keep the entire, like, newspaper. I'd, like, I'd keep the front of the sports page. Oh, if there was a, a like, when, when uh, I'm trying to think. It was when, uh, when Lakers won the title in, like, 2000 or even, like, further back that. And then before that, it was like, oh, when, uh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> There was it's the last thing. I, that's why I wanted to keep them, because I struggle to remember. Like when UCLA won the, the national championship in 1995, I remember I kept that one. Because the LA Times used to do a really good job of like making, like when there was a, a championship like that, they made that the sports page feel special that day, or they would put it on the front page of the paper. And I liked keeping those. I remember like, at one point, I think I had every single issue of ESPN, the magazine, because I had bought it. I had bought the first issue, and I immediately subscribed to it, because it came every two weeks. Yeah, it's just, there's uh, a lot of our, our, our memory is tied to objects. And that's when, when someone tells me they like to be very minimalist. I'm like, okay, then okay. I, I, I need this stuff to remember things. I need to like, uh, like, like yesterday. Let, let, let me let me circle this back to like we're, we're sitting here having lunch, and 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 you know, I, Rosa has me cut up some apples because Tiger asked for apples, and I use a little apple cutter, chopped up my little dude some apples, I put them in front of me. He takes two little apples and he puts one up on each side of his lip and he goes mustache. Just. Out of nowhere, you know, un- unprompted. It wasn't like we asked him to do it. He just did it on his own. And I was like, damn, that was really... Uh... Yeah, you become the art critic from Ratatouille. Ugh. Exactly. 
And uh, he did that. I thought that was so awesome. I, and then I, oh, I wish I had caught video of that. But well, the next best thing I can do, I can just post it. Oh, the food, yeah, the, the food critic. Yeah, I, I know, I know you meant Warren. <laughs> we're like, we're the the the, the ratatouille took him back to his childhood, and, and it, it made him remember why he loved food in the first place. And, uh, and so yeah, I, I saw Ty. I you know, couldn't take a photo. I couldn't take a video. So I did, I did the next best thing. I just you know put it into my Facebook wall. That way, every year on you know March thirteenth from here on forward, because I obsessively check my Facebook again. I need a, a backup memory backup. You know, good or bad. I, I I obsessively check my Facebook memories every day. That way, everything from 2008 to now, be it good or be it bad, I, I can refresh my memory about where I was or who I was. Because uh, obviously, 2008 Dre was a different person than freaking 2022 Dre. That, 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 that's another guy. I, I I frequently joke. I like I, <laughs> I'm glad there's no time travel because I'd go back and smack myself around. Because <laughs> I, I even said that back in 2008. 2008 Dre would go back and smack around. 2000 Dre or even 1998 Dre go smack him around too. Because <laughs> I, I thankfully as I've gotten older I've gotten more sense. But I'm sure 52 year old Dre will will be more than happy to pop through a portal right now and be like you're an idiot. And tell me what I did wrong <laughs> over the course of the next ten years. <laughs> but that, it's that hindsight. But no, having access to those memories, it, it's good to remember everything. Remember the good and the bad. That way, you don't do it again, <laughs> or you you don't do the bad things again, or you remember. Oh, this is the good thing. These are the good things. And that that's then that's how I feel about everything right now. That's how I like oh you know with video games. Oh I I I am most happiest playing my games from the PS2 and the GameCube and the and the and the Xbox because oh that was before they were connected online and, and you know if you bought a game back then you got the whole game then not with the the profiteering way it is now we're like oh we'll sell you a portion of the game but you have to pay for the rest of it oh oh this game doesn't have an end it just goes you have to keep paying to keep playing it's a drug that, that's another conversation i had with, with one of the bosses i was complaining about, oh no all these games are drugs now they, 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 they just try to get you hooked and you they, they get you hooked they, they frustrate you and it, they, they, they hope that they make you mad mad enough to play to pay to keep playing or to overcome the frustration a sane person will just walk away from the game like why am I wasting my time a, a normal person but the, uh, uh, a lot of gamers don't don't think that way like, no I want to win I, I heard on, on a twitch stream I had on in the background today like for, for, for this phone game I play Marvel Strike Force uh, the, the, this uh, content creator was talking about oh yeah the, this the, the, these people who make these phone games, they 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 they, they do surveys of, of these uh, of these players who spend you know an obscene amount of money. I, I'm not even going to talk about how much money some of these people play. I invest zero money into this game. 
I am relatively sane. I, I enjoy collecting all the Marvel heroes and strategically working around the limitations of the game. But there's people who pour ungodly amounts of money into this game to advance and be better at the game. Or they, that's why the mechanic is called pay to win. You want the Silver Surfer now? Yeah, it gives a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks? The fuck? And then there's people out there, ching, with no hesitation. People who, like they're not even content crazy. I understand the content creators who who buy the the offers so they can review them and get the people who watch them to help pay for the addiction. Ah, that that's the smart play. <laughs> But there's people out there who these, uh, they call them whales. They're whaling. They're, they're such big. They're the, they're the big fish. They're the whales, or the people who spend thousands of dollars. They're called krakens, <laughs> bigger than a whale. And it's the psychology that, that these game developers they study the psychology of these people who, who who spend so much, and they try to tailor the game to make them spend. Why did you pay a hundred dollars to unlock the Silver Surfer? Hmm. Maybe we'll do that with the next big character. Ooh, when when Omega Red comes out, or when Apocalypse comes out, or when when we add, you know, uh, whatever the next big character they haven't put in. Like the irony is, like Iron Man and Wolverine and Spider Man are like, oh. <laughs> They're crappy characters in the game. <laughs> the best characters are like the obscure characters, <laughs> and and the people just follow the follow the meta. Like, oh, we gotta we have to stay on top of it. And, and that's what gaming is now. Gaming is trying to find a way to get the the that that competitive thing that's in our, in in the gamers' brains to be like, I'll pay to win. I'll do whatever I will do whatever it takes to be the best at this game. And if that means paying ridiculous amounts of money, I'll do it. And that's what's scary. That's what I don't like about the current game game industry. Yeah, exactly, Daniel. Like there's people who are completionists. See me. I I think I fall into the category of, of a completionist. But the difference for me is I have patience. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get Silver Surfer today. I'll wait. I, I, I will do it to spite the game developer. I'm like, oh, I can check in tomorrow. I can check in two weeks from now. I can check in six months from now. I've been playing this game for four years. What? <laughs> Take some time out of my day. Check on it. Okay, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> There's a game mode called the Dark Dimension. I literally only get to play for five minutes each day. <laughs> Maybe five minutes. <laughs> one, one entire set of battles took me 285 days. <laughs> because I refused to put a dollar into the game. <laughs> or several dollars into the game. While there are other people who pour hundreds of dollars. But no, it's like that's what they're after. What all these gaming companies are after. They're not. I, I think that's why I still like. I still. Oh, I'm okay with Nintendo because for the most part, they 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 kind of avoid doing that. At least with their own games. If you buy a Mario game, you get the whole Mario game. It's there. <laughs> 
yeah, when the new Zelda comes out, the Zelda games are, they'll they'll sell you more. They they've they've become comfortable with like, oh, we'll sell you an expansion pack. <laughs> but if you just want to play Breath of the Wild, here's all of Breath. Here's a a full plate of food, not here's an appetizer. If you'd like the main course, please pay twenty five dollars more. Like what? That, that that's the scary thing. That's why, that's why I get sad sometimes. When I think about the way, and it's not just games, it's all forms of entertainment. I really feel like, because I'm so close to the touchstone of, of video games, yeah, yeah, Daniel, I hate DLC. I, I think, uh, like, the only time I've ever, like, accepted DLC is, is when I play this game, Destiny, because they, they would release the DLC at, like, you know, intervals, and it was just, and it would add on to the, it would add a layer to the game. <laughs> But I've been kind of unhappy with Dustin because now they've been going back. Oh, we're taking away the old DLC. Oh, we're taking that pin in the vault. It makes our life easier. I'm like, wait. People paid for that DLC. And now you're just saying, oh, it's gone? Yeah, sorry, it's gone. Hey, buy the new one. Stay, keep up with your friends. Pay the $10. It's fun. This is why, like, I, I look back at a game like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. When I saw the trail, I'm like, oh, cool. Because the, the way it used to be, you'd go to the arcade and you had to keep popping quarters into the motherfucker. <laughs> game beat the shit out of you. Make sure you spend about 10, 15 bucks to beat the game. <laughs> that, that's how I used to sell gaming consoles. I mean, like, the, well, when my mom was like, oh, you could just go to the arcade and pay, play for a quarter. I'm like, no, if I buy the game at home, I don't have to pay any more quarters. I can just keep playing. <laughs> for f for fifty dollars, you can only play so many quarters. Yeah, you know, that the the, the 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 psychology of this game industry—that's how they get you on these games. They want to—they're trying to frustrate you into spending money. That's their goal now. I was even joking, like when I see ads for games, they show you playing people playing the game poorly now. So like you think, oh, I can I'm better than that. Whoever was playing the game in that advertisement, I could download that game and play better. I can solve that puzzle. They show you people sucking at the game to get you to play the game to prove that you're better. And all of a sudden they get their tentacles in you. And like you can be like, no, no, I'm not gonna pay anything. But then, oh, they're already on you. And they're hoping they can entice you into spending a little money. It's scary. That's why I still have my PS2, my Xbox, and my GameCube. None of that business going on. If I want to play the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction, guess what? I play the entire Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It's all on that DVD. No DLC, no pay a dollar to unlock the costume. No pay $5 to instantly win the game. It, it's an old game. That's why I like old games. They were complete. They're not predatory. I'm scaring, I'm, I'm scaring my poor mother-in-law. Oh, sorry, Margie. but You're asking me why Why do I do the podcast. Like Because I come on here and I use my intelligence to to tell the truth and explain things about what's going on in front of us. Some people don't see it. Some people do, and they don't want to acknowledge it. And some people don't see it, and 
You kind of need the the veil to be lifted off their eyes. And that that's always been the the, the mission statement of the, of this podcast is to you know help people see what's going on. Since I have seen so much of this in my life, and I get to use my use my brains to to parse this stuff out and help others. And I, and I gather information from my other smart friends, many of whom watch this show. <laughs> and we all share our smart thoughts together to keep each other vigilant of this kind of stuff. So make sure to hit like and subscribe. <laughs> make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook at TradeGP Podcast. Yeah, it's all it's all a work. It's all a scam. <laughs> but I really do need you to follow me. <laughs> See, I made it sound really horrible there. <laughs> Make sure to go to our YouTube page. Search for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Lots of videos on there now. I'm, I'm putting out videos every day now. Because I have to follow the algorithm. I've been putting out videos every day for the last three weeks. And all of a sudden, oh, I have a bunch of views. Lots of people go into the YouTube page. Just search for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. We, we picked up four new subscribers in the last uh, few weeks. Uh, we, we pick up another... Uh, if we get up to 100 subscribers, then I, I get to say, uh, pump your quarter in now. <laughs> if we get to 100 subs on, on, on YouTube, then I, I, start, I get to start saying, oh, youtube.com forward slash Dre GP Podcast. But we're not quite at that point yet. I have to get 100 subs before I can change the URL. Right now, it's random numbers and letters, and I have to tell you to go search for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. But people are finding it because I keep putting out videos of all the rare video games I own. <laughs> and putting out videos of uh, I'm answering ridiculous customer service questions in a very passive-aggressive manner. <laughs> Those videos have been delighting me internally. But, all right, but, but honestly, thank you everyone who's watching today. Daniel Wong, Warren Lung, Margie Lamone... James John was on earlier. I saw a, a Jai Polidor, you were on here as well. All of you, th thank you for, for being on here. Thank you for, for commenting. Again, as I always say, you guys are the true MVPs of the show. Without you guys, it would just be me screaming into the void. But with, with you guys who watch live, I'm having a conversation with you guys. And you're, help, you're helping, the, you, you help make the show better. And for that, I'm internally thankful. No, no creepy, you know, go like the show. <laughs> no subliminal messages. No, I, I, I am genuinely uh, thankful for, for any and all of you who join me on this show every week. It, it's, it touches my heart that, that, there, that there's, there's people who want to watch this and listen to my, my crazy stuff that I talk about every week. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. I, I have to go to sleep. My brain hurts. <laughs> My brain knows it's 10.30, but it's actually 11.30. Daylight savings. You're the devil. Have a good night. See you guys next time. See you on YouTube. This is for my wife. Because I do this for her every week.